Pushkin. You can find inspiring stories almost anywhere. For instance, check out the co-founders of Girls Who Do Interiors. This Miami-based design company was started by three friends when they were still in school. And right from the start, they turned to Chase for business for everything from banking and payment acceptance to credit cards. And they handled them all in one place with the Chase mobile app. It's so important to have that kind of help when you're just starting out. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member FDIC. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So do you have a favorite vocal exercise that we do? I love all of the ones where we do the minor scale going down because they're so challenging for me. Oh, and do? I love a good challenge. Oh, I love all of those. That's me chatting with Chloe Bailey, singer, dancer, actress, producer. She does it all. And then I love like the car engine startup. That's a great one. Can you show people what that is? How does it go? It goes. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Like an old fashioned car trying <laughs> yeah. to start. And I love like always feeling my stomach jump and move with it. And I feel like I'm getting an ab exercise at the same time. <laughs> this is Backstage Pass with Eric Vitro. And I'm Eric Vitro. On this show, I talk to some of the most talented and famous singers working today about their lives, their craft, and what it takes to make it really big. I happen to be their voice teacher and their vocal coach, so our conversations are uniquely different from their usual interviews. Okay, let's get back to talking about warming up. I love that you mentioned singing a minor scale because most of the time people only sing major scales, right? Yes. And I notice like even sometimes when you'll be like, okay, speed it up here. It'll help me with my riffing and the accuracy and hitting the notes. And I think that's why I love those so much because it's like confusing my brain. It's like what's going on here. And it's like a puzzle piece. But then it really helps when it comes to riffing and like doing all the fun vocal acrobats you want to do. You may know Chloe as one half of the duo Chloe and Hallie and their songs Do It, Happy Without Me or Ungodly Hour. Or you might have seen Chloe on the TV show Growinish, which her sister Hallie was also on. Or you might know her from her blossoming solo career. I met Chloe when I was working with her sister Hallie. 
I definitely remember how we first met. It was at your house, and my sister was with you, and she was working on Little Mermaid right when she got the role. Right. And I was there with my whole family, and I remember meeting you and your beautiful dog. Oh, you were so <laughs> effervescent and so outgoing. I felt like I had an instant connection with you. I felt like, the same, Eric. I felt the same. And I was like, wow, Eric is such a sweet, sweet spirit. I can't wait to work with him one day. We were rehearsing in my living room, but then mm-hmm. you and I went in the studio for a little while and we talked. And then I yep. felt like I already knew you. So I was mm-hmm. really excited. And then you didn't call for a couple months. I was like, oh, yeah. well. Because for me, it was like, You were training Hallie, and I wanted her to feel completely confident and comfortable before she went out to Europe, and I didn't want to overstep that. I think it's like the big sis, little sis thing. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of Hallie, and I want her to feel like she can stand on her own and be just as great and not really have me interfere sometimes. So I was like, once I knew she kind of found her footing in Europe, I was like, okay, I can hit up Eric. (laughs) Wow. I would have never thought that, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. that's so sweet of you. You're amazing. (laughs) Thanks. Wow. When I felt it was time to start really improving my vocals I was like Eric 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 and then that's when I hit you up and I was like I have to I have to and I was so happy that we finally got to work together well did all that I was thrilled and the bonus was that I discovered Chloe is a blast to work with I'm always like a hyper bubbly person and it's really funny because people don't really know that unless they know me personally Mm -hmm. because the way I kind of perform and the way I like pose or whatever, I seem like this ultra confident like boss baddie girl, but like inside I'm such a nerd (laughs) and I'm like so goofy and clumsy and like hyper and energetic. So it's really funny how (laughs) I have different layers to myself. Now, it turns out Chloe's been singing basically her entire life. I started singing right when I came out of my mom. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember my auntie Mel tells the story all the time how I was two years old in the back of her car and Alicia Keys' Fallen was on and I was singing my heart out in the back and she wasn't used to that like my parents were. And she ran home and she was like, do you know your daughter can sing? And I I had vibrata in my voice while I was singing Fallen. I wish I could go back in time and just kind of look at myself then. But I've always, always loved music. Something about it. And I grew up loving Tony Braxton and Beyonce and Destiny's Child. And when I turned around eight or nine, my dream was to be a Broadway star, honestly. I wanted to be young Nala and Lion King so bad. And I finally got it, but it was for Broadway and not the tour. And my family, we just ended up staying in Atlanta. And I did a bunch of plays in theater. And it was like, I'm going to win Tony's one day. My dream is to be a Broadway star. And I think it's because I love to dance and perform while I was singing. Because even when I was younger, I've always been such an expressive person with my face and my body, like my whole soul. So I think that's why I was so drawn to Broadway at the time. And then it kind of moved to just wanting to be a huge mainstream performer and artist and entertainer because I can bring that Broadway performing Mm -hmm. sense to that. And then my beautiful sister came along. So as I was singing and performing, we were always together like this, Mm -hmm. like attached at the hip. So when she saw me doing what I was doing, she's like, Chloe, I want to join. And it kind of became a bonding thing for us to sing and do everything together. And they do work together so well, so naturally. When Chloe told me that she wanted to wait for us to work together until Hallie felt ready for The Little Mermaid, I shouldn't have been surprised. It speaks to how much they truly support each other. Maybe that's why they've been performing together for so long. 
we went to this summer camp at Spelman University in Atlanta, and they had a talent show. And Hallie and I decided to sing Summertime. And we had our matching, like, green tank tops and striped skirts and these big flowers in our hair, like Billie Holiday. And we were up there singing. And that was the very first time we really, truly performed together in front of an audience. And we won first place. Summertime and the living is easy. Fish are jumping and the cotton is <laughs> And after that, we kind of just kept it going. And I even remember we would go to clubs in our church dresses and sing. When Chloe was around 10, she and Hallie wanted to start creating their own original music and lyrics. At that time, we were meeting producers and we'd bust out singing for them in Atlanta. But it's like, really, what can you write and produce for 10 and 8-year-olds? Like, that's a little hard and it's a challenge. But for us, we don't realize how young we truly are. So no one was really biting. Because of that, our dad was like, okay, you guys have to learn how to do it on your own. I remember we all sat at the table and we learned about songwriting structure and how to apply figurative language into songwriting. And I, I still remember that day clear as can be. And that was the moment where we first started writing our music. What was the first song that you actually wrote and got recorded and released? The very first song that I wrote with Hallie, it was called What Makes You Sad. And there was a long list of things that would made us sad. And it kind of sucked. But you both sat together and said? Yes, we sat at the table with our dad and my sister. We made a list of everything that made us sad. And we came up and added the melody to it. That never made any records. (laughs) (laughs) How was the chorus? Can you sing a little of the chorus? It went, what makes you sad? Losing your loved ones. What makes you sad? Being betrayed by your closest friend. (laughs) Oh, wow. I could see a lot of people relating to that. Yeah, it was like, it was a bit depressing. I can't lie. But, you know, (laughs) it was the foundation of everything. And it just kind of went up from there. Everyone around Atlanta would be like, oh, you should start doing covers. Like, it's a new thing because they would say Justin Bieber got discovered off of YouTube covers. Such and such got discovered. We were like, you know, I don't know about that. (sighs) And, you know, I'm the biggest Beyonce fan. One day, you know, we heard Best Thing I Never Had and we loved that song. And we found the piano instrumental and we were like, you know what? We don't have anything to do today. Let's do a cover. Wow. This is when you had to burn CDs. So we burned the instrumental on the CD. Hi, I'm Chloe. And I'm happy. I'm 13 years old, and I'm 11, and we'll be singing Best Thing I Never Had by Beyonce. And I remember our older sister, Skye, she sat by the tripod with the camera and would press play on her toe, and we were sitting in front of the wall singing. And we sang our hearts out for maybe, like, 20 takes. They had posted some videos before, the two of them performing at a talent show or a church or charity concert, but their cover of Best Thing I Never Had, that was the first cover they recorded in their basement for their YouTube channel. And they recorded even more cover songs by Adele, Rihanna, Katy Perry, and Alicia Keys. She's just a girl and she's on fire Hotter than a fantasy We went on Ellen's show after we were doing the covers. And I think that was the moment we were like, okay, I guess these covers are kind of doing something for us. (laughs) Yeah. All right, who 
Who's who? Well, I'm Chloe. Well, I'm Hallie. Chloe and Hallie. Yes. yes. And you are how old? I'm 13. And I'm 11. 11, okay. Yes. <laughs> and you have sung together for how long? Hmm, since since I was... Hallie was old enough. Yes. When I was, yes, I was four and Hallie was two. That's when we started singing together. So you and after that, we just kept going. And that was kind of our segue and the door leading us into greater opportunities with music. Not too long later, Chloe and Hallie recorded a cover of Beyonce's Pretty Hurts. First the stage, page the pain away. This time I'm gonna take the crown, not falling down, down. There was so much emotion and intensity in that performance, especially for someone so young. Beyonce saw it and shared it, and the video went viral. And the rest is history. Shortly after seeing their cover video, Pretty Hurts, Beyonce actually signed Chloe and Hallie to her label. How about that? I was the biggest Beyonce fan. The very first role I went for and got was the younger version of Beyonce in Fighting Temptations. So being able to meet her and knowing that I loved her so much, I was like, wow, so this is what a star is supposed to look and be like. And I think I got introduced to that at such a young and early age. And I, I knew about Parkwood and I was like, we're going to be the first group wow, sign. you were. I, I always said that. I, I always put that out. I'm a proud member of the Beehive. So when the email came through, I immediately knew the Parkwood seal. And I was like, oh, it's real. Like, I knew it. Wow. And so the family kind of always laughs at me because they're like, you kind of manifested it. <laughs> you did. You did. And you keep manifesting things. I'm a firm believer in knowing that there's no coincidences in life. I feel Mm -hmm. like everything is planned. And I feel like in a way that was God playing a funny joke on me, like, okay, you're going to do this now. And then years later, you're going to meet her, be signed to her, and she's going to help guide you along your career and your path. And so it's really funny how if you look back at your life, you can see how things kind of uh, how they correlate and how they come together and connect. Hey, don't go away. We'll be right back with Backstage Pass with me, Eric Vitro, and my guest, Chloe Bailey. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you, who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on these storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event, a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. Whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients, each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase, NA member, FDIC, 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase & Co. Hello, hello. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. Let me tell you an unconventional story about a healthcare group that wanted to improve their efficiency. Boston Children's Hospital. They were already a leading pediatric facility. Their patient outcomes, workflows, and delivery of care were already great. But they wondered... 
How can we make it better? So the hospital got to work. Their idea was to build what they called clinical mobility, meaning a system which would allow their staff to access information and interact with patients on mobile devices anywhere in the hospital. And what made that possible? 5G. The hospital rebuilt their entire system with 5G technology at its core. That infrastructure now supports thousands of phones and tablets so practitioners can communicate with patients on a whole new level. Boston Children's also made sure the system could flex and scale to handle medical advancements like robotic surgery and virtual reality for training and research. This was worlds away from how they had previously operated. This innovative work hasn't gone unnoticed, first by patients, but also by their peers. Boston Children's was a first place winner in the industry category at last year's unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business, an event that celebrates customers who've dared to innovate for the sake of innovation. If the Boston Children's story rings a bell with you, if your team has asked the same questions about building a better business solution, I encourage you to enter this year's awards. It's a great way to be recognized for smart, disruptive thinking in front of some of your industry's most influential leaders. You can enter at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. That's tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. I'll save you a seat. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Okay, we're back, talking with Chloe. Now, I've always been impressed with how her brain works when it comes to production, so I wanted to talk to her about how that developed. I love, like, Legos. I love building things and piecing things together, and I love math and science. Like, before I got homeschooled, I really loved school. And I think that's why I got into production, and it's my favorite thing. And people don't really know that until they, like, talk to me. And I'm I'm posting more, like, remaking the beats and everything. But, yeah, it's kind of like my little hidden secret Sometimes I don't really know how to verbally explain what I want, but I can play it and I could piece it together. And I'm like, here, you know what? This is it. You know, it's funny you're saying that how much you love it, because I notice when you talk about producing, you just totally light up. So I get that. I think it is so strong and incredible seeing a woman produce. And it's such a male dominated industry. Mm -hmm. And there are great female producers, but a lot of them aren't getting the shine and the recognition that they deserve. And like. I've grown up loving Missy Elliott and Imogene Heap and Grimes and Meryl Garbus of Toon Yards and Bjork. And seeing how these women literally create masterpieces out of nothing has been so inspiring to me. And it gets like my heart and a fire lights in my belly. 
So let me ask you this, because a lot of times when I hear interviews with people, they'll say, who inspired you? And sometimes it's a similar group of people, the greats. Mm -hmm. But I Mm -hmm. I always want to know, well, why? Like, for example, you mentioned like three or four women right there, like maybe Missy Elliott. Like, what was it about her, her persona, the tone of her voice, how she delivered the performance? Like, what was it? Honestly, it was knowing how she held her own when it came to production ah. and how she made a name for herself when it came to originality. Like, I'm the biggest Imogene fan. Wow. And just even listening to the instrumentals that Imogene would put out with her albums because she would put a separate thing mm-hmm. out. And I would just listen to it. I'm like, wow, how does she piece this together? How does she piece that together? And I think just seeing how these women were incredible artists and stars, but they were also involved in every piece behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And no one can tell your story as great as you can. And I admire great performers and artists who do have a huge team behind them because that's beautiful and you still have to have that it factor to be successful. But something about an artist who can do it all has excited me and that's what I have wanted to become. Now, what about those women that you were mentioning? What about any of their voices? Is there something that triggered you? Yeah, Meryl Garbus has like the coolest, quirkiest tone and she belts all the time. She kind of got me into wanting to do like the weird clashing harmonies, the one that's like going against the grain and really feeling left of center. So she really inspired me and how she layered her vocals and same with Imogene Heap and how she did the harmonizer. And like Mm -hmm. I would just stare at her live performances. Even when she did the gloves and I was so happy when Ariana Grande kind of commercialized it more in a way and put more light on it because not too many people know about Imogene and the star that she is. So Ariana loved her. Yeah, I was like, Ari's the coolest for doing that. It made me so freaking happy. I love the layers. And that really opened up my mind to vocal production and how I layer my vocals and, you know, with Hallie and I and how we'll like piece things together. Well, speaking of strong powerful women. You recently did a song by another iconic, strong, powerful artist, Nina Simone. Yes. So it was a part of this project that I did, and it was all of these other incredible Black artists, and they did their own interpretation of other songs. The song was Feeling Good, which was recorded for Music for the Movement Volume 3, an album released to celebrate Juneteenth. I've always been the biggest Nina Simone fan. She is so unapologetically herself and so strong and how she owns herself and who she is. And, you know, she really doesn't give a crap about what anyone has to say. And so I felt that that song really resonated with me even now more than ever, because I'm coming into my own. I'm finding who I am. I'm learning to feel comfortable in that. And I'm feeling freaking good. Mm. And that's why I chose that song. And I was in my room and I came up with that arrangement. I started it and it was really just my harmonies and claps. And then I started adding the drums and the instrumentation to it like the next day. Like I specifically followed the strings that was in her version and did that with my voice. So that was really fun to do. It felt like another puzzle piece. And I was honestly really happy with how it turned out. It feels like alternative and like dark and really fun. When she performed the song for ABC's Juneteenth celebration, Chloe sang completely alone on stage. She was silhouetted against a bright full moon. It's just her singing and dancing with the music. 
I love performing that song, and I love Miss Nina Simone so much, and I was just more than honored to do it. Yeah, I think she would absolutely be thrilled with that performance. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I, what I think a lot of people really came away from is your range is so incredibly Thank wide. Thank you. I mean, you go so low, <laughs> and then you go so high <laughs> that, I mean, you really, we get everything in that well, performance. Well, you help me, Eric. <laughs> I'm really grateful for you because you've kind of removed those blocks that I've had on myself mentally when it comes to my voice. And it makes me happy when people think I'm a great singer. I'm like, what? It's honestly still surprising to me. I don't know why she would find that so surprising. But anyway, another great quality Chloe has is she really listens to advice. And right here, I'm kind of talking about my advice. All of the vocal products you told me to get, I was, mm-hmm. like, taking them days before. Mm-hmm. And remember the humidifier you told me about? Yeah. Because it gets so dry in L.A. Yeah. When I don't have that humidifier on, I can't really sing the best. Right. And so all of the tips and tricks you told me about, right. I applied. And I think that really helped me. And even when we were working on it and how to connect with the certain words and mm-hmm. just make it feel and not really be in my head of about how I sound, just more about how it feels. That really helped me when we did that together. And we get that listening to you. Like, we feel what you're feeling, which is so extraordinary thank about you, it. Thank and you. And I love that you kind of take us on such a journey because it does go so low. Like, feeling good. You kind of think of that expression that someone would say, I'm feeling really good. Yeah. It's high. Yeah. But you took it so low that I was like, oh, I'm feeling this expression and this thought in such a different way. It's a new day, it's a new life for me. And I'm feeling good. And then it did just climactically get higher and yeah. higher and higher. really came when I was producing the song and I just wanted to feel like there was a constant build. I wanted Mm. to feel like a roller coaster. And I'm learning that I do have a deep tone and I'm like, I should use it more. Why not? It wasn't really strategic in my mind when I did. I was just like, let's start really low. And then as it builds, we'll just like, boom, ramp it up, ramp it up, Uh ramp it up. Because I love roller coasters and that's how I wanted it to feel. That's great. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, you achieved it. Thank you. You achieved it. The fact that Chloe performed Feeling Good without any backup dances or any special lighting or added effects was amazing to me. It was a conscious, specific decision to do that because I feel like the best person to perform with for me is my sister. Mm -hmm. And I think for the first time, no one could really live up to the best person I could perform with. And I was like, you know what? Let me just be out there and be me. Yeah. I don't need dancers. Yeah. I don't need a band behind me. Let me just keep it simple. Let me be completely and unapologetically myself. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. I wouldn't call it simple. Because <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know many people who could do that. I still have scars on my knees from that. <laughs> do you really? Yes, yeah. because it was sequence, and usually in rehearsal oh. I had my knee pads, but there were sequence all on my knees, and so I was bleeding after that. Oh my God, yep. you're kidding. Yep, they were like these nasty scabs on my knees, but now it's just like lighter scars on my knees. Now, when you were doing it, did you know that was happening, or were you so I in the moment? I felt the pain. Oh, I felt you the did. pain because I rehearsed before I started filming it, and I felt the pain. I knew, shoot. And it was like, okay. But when my adrenaline kicks in, I kind of forget about everything else. And I just get lost in the music. So after it, when I saw how red and purple my knees were, (laughs) I went, oh boy. Note to aspiring performers, sometimes you have to suffer for your art. I didn't see any of it on your face. So thank you. (laughs) That's why I was wondering about that. Yeah. Wow. Just watching you do that was incredible. I remember like, I wanted to hear it again. I got so focused on watching you move that I was like, oh, I have to hear the voice again. Like, I have to go back and listen again because I really want to pay all attention to the voice this time. Yes, thank you. So you are working on a solo album, which I'm so excited about. Thank you. So let's talk about that. Does that feel very different from everything you've done with Hallie or is it just like another part of you, an extension? Oh, it's a little bit of both. So my sister was in London, killing it, being Ariel and Little Mermaid. And, you know, me, I have all this music still bubbling inside of me. So it didn't feel right really halting my creativity. And, you know, I was creating songs for my album, even some that'll be on my sister and I's next album. And this is the most inspired and excited I have felt. And I really love to perform and dance. And I wanted to make music that I can really fully perform and dance to. Mm. And I'm talking a lot of ish on the record and I'm really expressing myself and it feels really fun. And I can't wait for everyone to hear it. I'm really, really proud of it. Wow. I can't wait. Would you say the style is different from what you and Hallie do? It definitely is different. As much as we are the same, we are completely different. Mm -hmm. We have different music tastes. My sister's a jazz head. Uh Me, I love like alternative. I've been such a huge Donna Summer fan. I've I've been doing a lot more pop and like different things that kind of really make me want to dance and move Uh and just jump out of my chest. And what I love about my sister and I is how strong we are together, but also as individuals. Mm. Like she is such a powerhouse on her own as well as I am. Yeah. So it's been, it's me. The project is me. It's everything that I feel, all of my thoughts. It's just me completely. So I feel really free creating and I'm really happy with it. Stay right there. Right after this, we'll have our vocal tip of the week and more from Chloe Bailey. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you, who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on these storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event, a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. Whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients, each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices, 
Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. Member, FDIC, Copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan Chase & Co. Hello, hello. Malcolm Gladwell here from Revisionist History, my podcast about the overlooked and the misunderstood. A couple of years ago, I wrote a book called Outliers. It was about exceptional people, the ones who operate at the outer edges of human performance. Outliers fascinate me. And last year, I discovered an outlier in the form of a community organization, Washington State's City of Bellevue. The city wanted to improve public safety by making their roads safer. So they created something that no one had ever built before, a platform that gave road users warnings of any dangers ahead in real time. How did they build it? By using a combination of technologies, the cellular vehicle-to-everything network, T-Mobile's 5G network, and 5G-connected cameras. People driving, bicycling, walking, running, can't forget people running, and people operating the transportation network now had a way to prevent crashes. It's been a huge success. The city of Bellevue earned first place in the community category at the T-Mobile for Business Unconventional Awards, an event that celebrates T-Mobile customers who've dared to innovate for the sake of meaningful change. If you're a T-Mobile for Business customer and your team has, like the city of Bellevue, innovated something really, really cool, I encourage you to enter. It's also a great way for outliers to be recognized in front of your industry's most influential leaders. You can enter at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. That's tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Let's do our vocal tip of the week. In this episode, we also talked about the car engine starting up exercise. It's a great exercise to strengthen your breathing muscles, strengthen your voice, and also to loosen you up and release those notes. Basically, you're making a sound like an old car that is having trouble getting started. Try it, making sure you use your breathing muscles to create the sound. Also, make sure the sound is being created up front in your mouth, not in the back of your throat. If you're having trouble getting it out of the back of your throat, try adding in a mm-hmm before you start, like this. Mm-hmm, It should feel good. If it doesn't, you're doing it incorrectly. 
Then try it on a simple melody like this. Basses, baritones, and tenors start on a C below middle C. Then stretch your range by transposing down and then back up by half steps like this. Altos and sopranos, you could start right here on a middle C. Keep going higher by half steps until you reach the highest note you can comfortably. Don't overdo it or make it too loud or too heavy. Just a little bit goes a long way. If you want to share yourself doing the car engine exercise, I'd love to hear you. Use the hashtag BackstagePassPod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or wherever you like to post. I can't wait to see your videos. I'll see you next week. Me, 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 me. Backstage Pass with Eric Vitro is written and hosted by me, Eric Vitro, and produced by Morgan Jaffe. Catherine Girardeau is our showrunner. Emily Rostek is our associate producer. The show is mixed and mastered by Ben Talladay. Additional engineering help is from Jacob Gorski. Mia Lobel is our executive producer. Our development team, Lital Molad and Justine Lang, help create the show. Thanks also to Jacob Weisberg, Heather Fain, John Schnars, Carly Migliori, Christina Sullivan, Eric Sandler, Maggie Taylor, Nicole Morano, Daniela Lacan, and Royston Bezer. The original theme music is by Jacob and Sita Steele for Premier Music Group. We record at Resonate Studios. Fred Talixson does our videography, and the photography is by Ken Sawyer. A very special thanks to Michael Lewis for his inspiration and the best guidance anyone could ask for. Backstage Pass with Eric Vitro is a production of Pushkin Industries. If you like the show, please remember to share, rate, and review it. I mean that really. Share, rate it, review it. And if you love the show and others from Pushkin Industries, consider subscribing to Pushkin Plus. Pushkin Plus is a podcast subscription that offers bonus content and uninterrupted listening for $4.99 a month. Look for Pushkin Plus on Apple Podcast subscriptions. To find more Pushkin podcasts, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you have any rituals that you do before you get on stage? 
I pray. Oh. I drink lots of tea. I'll uh-huh. take throat a spoon. Throat coat tea? Yes, throat coat. I'll swallow Warm, a spoon. Warm, not hot, by yes, the way. Yes, yes, you Just taught for, me because I used listening. to burn my tongue. No, no, not good. Yep, not that, good for your You told cords. me about that and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, warm, not hot. And I'll take a spoonful of honey and now I have my Manuka honey packets mm. and those have been amazing. But yeah, I pray, I stretch and I calm down because I'm like, I rehearse my butt off. There's nothing much I can do or change right now. Just breathe and let the music take control, and you'll be fine. The tradition of breaking tradition continues with the return of the unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business at Mobile World Congress. This is an event that celebrates innovators whose bold actions took their industries to new places. If that sounds like you and you're a T-Mobile for Business customer, enter today. If you win you'll be publicly honored among some of the most influential leaders in industry. And me, I'll be there too. Enter now at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.